On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Dusty Zeiner from MyLi. We had such a good conversation all about how their business was actually built the opposite way uh, as uh, probably a lot of you who have uh, who, are, who are listening to this. Uh, they were actually uh, quite a big wholesale company before they ever went online. And we talked about the advantages of that. We talked about how to figure out where these customers you know, that are coming to your online store are actually finding you uh, and some really good tips, some practical things uh, throughout this interview. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now on to today's episode. Someone on my team thought I either had superpowers or woke up at 5am to crunch client numbers. Turns out, I just used Triple Whale. Yeah, that's what one of their customers said, and he may be onto something. No one has to know the secret weapon to your success is Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform, built to accurately pinpoint your ad spend across networks, making you look like the smartest person in the room. Their robust app helps you clarify your campaign's performance so you can run smarter, faster, more effective ad spends in real time and reap the rewards. Are you a genius? Only one way to find out. Guys, want to take Triple Whale for a spin? Stop by triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Guys, today I am fired up. I have uh, food inside of me. I got water inside of me. I got too many cups of coffee inside of me. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation with Dusty Zeiner from My Lie. Dusty, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you so much for having me. Great to meet you, Jordan, in person-ish. Yes, yes, yes. This is great. It's so funny. I I feel like I connect with so many people online, specifically LinkedIn, and then we meet in real life, and it's like, oh yeah, we're real humans. That's right. Like we we do so much interaction, you know, on comments and and whatever uh, that it's really great to to get to have a conversation like this. And I'm really looking forward to diving in. Before we do, Dusty, tell us just a little bit about who you are, and then what you guys do in general at My Life. Absolutely. So uh, I am the CEO of the North American operations. So MyLight is a Danish toy company. We are family owned and operated. The, the founder and her husband started the company in 99. She is an amazing artist and designer. And so we make and have made a lot of different types of toys for anywhere from newborns all the way up to, we have a lot of older customers actually who collect it for themselves. Sometimes they don't even have kids or grandkids. They just love it. Wow. Um, wow. So it's got yeah. that much loyalty. Hey, that people like actually collect these. 
We do, and I'll, we can talk about it when we talk about the post-purchase surveys, but there are a lot of adults that don't even have kids that they're buying for their, their collectibles. Wow. Um, and so we, our North American headquarters here is basically sales, marketing, distribution for North America. So we have a warehouse, we have e-com teams, sales team, wholesale, accounting, all, all in one, under one roof. Cool. That's great. So this brand has been around for a while. Let's let's get into some of the, that early growth and then it's kind of where you guys are at right now. What was the real ticket, especially entering North America for a Danish brand? So they picked Atlanta, where we still are now, purely based on the location to America's Mart, which is a giant wholesale trade show, three buildings set up in downtown Atlanta. And the couple that originally is moved that, here. Is that something that's open all the time or is that just a trade show? Parts of it are. Yeah, okay. parts of it are open all the time. There are some permanent booths. We did have a permanent showroom there for a year or two, actually before I started. And when we had sales reps, they had a permanent showroom there. But now we're only there two weeks a year, essentially. Okay, okay. Yep. gotcha. So yeah, picked Atlanta just for proximity because the main focus in the beginning was wholesale. Gotcha. So you said when you had sales reps. I know wholesale Correct. is still a huge part of your business. Well, what is this when we had sales reps thing? What did you, did you just get rid of them? Did they leave? Like, do you not like wholesale anymore? <laughs> we love wholesale. So it's still the vast majority of our business. Um, e-commerce is growing very quickly, but wholesale is also growing very, very quickly, which we didn't necessarily see coming a couple years ago. Yeah. But sales reps is... Brands are always going through cyclical decisions like that. Brands are great or reps are great now, but a couple of years, either new leadership comes in, like kind of maybe they, how I see me making that decision. Yeah. And then they'll cycle back. And it depends on where your brand is, what kind of brand it is, what your product is. For us, it was ultimately our brand was not built to support reps. We have gotcha. a large assortment of SKUs. They, most reps have at least 30 brands and not always in the same industry. And so it's tough to always remain top of mind for them. Absolutely. And so bringing sales in-house for us was obviously a financial decision because we save on the commission, but it's easier to train internal employees and for them to tell the story. And for a brand like ours, where SKUs are constantly selling out, and new collections and new stories are being launched every year. It's so much easier to tell that story directly to the customer rather than going through a rep. Yeah, it, it's funny that you bring this up, Dusty, because I'm really passionate about exactly what you did and bringing sales back in-house. I really do mm -hmm. believe in that. Um, I don't love the rep model because the issue with the rep model is that they are going to sell whatever they make the most commission on and whatever is the easiest for them. That is not an insult to reps. Guys, if no, there's any no, sales no, reps listening to this, that is an insult to the human race. That is just the way. <laughs> it's just the way that we are. Fruit. Right? Yeah. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna take the low hanging fruit. Your your top number one item is sold out. Oh, too bad. Let's not talk to these guys, right? Because we don't really care. Besides that thing, that's super easy for us to move. So, um, I am I'm a hundred percent with you of moving away from reps. We've done that exact same thing at our uh, at our companies this year and. Uh, as much as it hurts sometimes, as you're getting internal salespeople going, sure. to me, to me, it's the, the this is the 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 way to go. Um, let's talk a little bit more about some of that transition over into e-commerce. Um, yep. How has that been for a brand? I mean, I, you guys have been around since '99. Let's call you a, a legacy brand, you know, in, in this Thank sort you. of space. <laughs> um, yep. How has that transition been moving into e-commerce, and, and what kind of lessons have you guys learned comparatively to your wholesale business? 
When I first started, they had a Shopify store for about a year so far, and they hadn't done a lot of marketing at, really at all. And so the transition was just uh, capturing the brand awareness that was already there and the demand that was already there because we have a large assortment of SKUs and none of our retailers carried everything. So the first most important thing was to have a destination for our customers to find everything that we sold. And so in the beginning, it was just figuring out customer service and figuring out fulfillment and, and the kind of the basic things like that. And then understanding where to put the dollars in terms of the digital marketing and what kind of customers did we have? How many emails a week did they prefer? Because we have a large range of ages when it comes to our customers and people yeah. respond very differently to marketing. So figuring out how to segment those and communicate to them in different ways. And then I just I just want to I just want to yeah. touch on that point for one sec because that's really really interesting what you're saying like so we one of one of the companies that we own is also a baby uh, it's a baby clothing mm -hmm. company and so you know we've got the customers that are um, that are the grandparents right and they need to be spoken to totally different than the millennials and the Gen Zers right like and the amount of times that they're spoken to right they don't want an email <laughs> yes. three times a week they want one one email a month just telling them what's new or what they need to buy for their grandkids right so that's really interesting i'm so glad that you brought that up and, and hopefully people are kind of getting their wheels turning here hearing that in that type of segmentation and you have to kind of cater to them on a customer service standpoint very differently you have to have a phone number they want to call and they want to talk to you and they will keep you on the phone for a little while and you have to be okay with that you have to be ready to answer all the questions and help them with whatever they may to help maybe yeah yeah absolutely so interesting you know dusty we talk about you guys making this transition from a wholesale only business into into e-commerce most of the people who are listening to this were d2c native right for like they sure. started d2c they understood all of those fulfillment issues it's 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 interesting the pushback that i get when i consult with brands about going the wholesale route and saying like oh it's so difficult and there's so much you know logistical issues it's like no no once you have your d2c set up the wholesale side to, to me is a lot easier. It's a lot less shipping. It's a lot less, you, you do have to have somebody sure. managing that relationship, but I'd love to hear from, from you guys in your perspective, what the, what the difference is and why you remain, you know, big in wholesale. Wholesale is our best customer acquisition for D2C. Uh, I mean, 60% of our customers that we ship directly to either found us in a store first or were told about by a friend. And so, especially yeah. in the toy industry, parents or gift givers, a lot of times, they don't want to give a gift to a child that they have not seen and touched themselves because it's so personal. They have to make sure the quality is there. And so seeing it in person is so much more powerful. And then the just a distribution model covering the country like that is not something you can do as well, I, I think. Um, uh, digitally th than you can in person. I think you can have so many different avenues. We have so many different types of stores. We have florists, we have home goods stores, mm. obviously toy stores. We have gift specialty stores are probably the biggest segment that they have. And so finding those different customers is maybe easier, I think, in wholesale channel. And then yeah. you sell a much larger volume because you have case pack quantities and you have order minimums. And so Sometimes it's easier to push a lot more volume through wholesale than it is DC. 
This month's sponsor is Triple Whale. Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform clarifies your ad performance across marketing channels, keeping you instantly in the know. Go to triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off today. Now, back to today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. That's the beautiful thing about wholesale, right? Is it's another marketing channel for your D to C, right? Like that's the absolutely that's the the beautiful thing when you pair these two together is they work so well in tandem. How do you know, Dusty, that these people are coming from <laughs> from retailers? Like that that was the big the big question, right? Is like trying to figure out this attribution of like where do people even find out about us? Is it worth, you know, because attribution in general is just so murky, especially on platform. Right now it's right? hard. It's, it's really tough. Yeah. The, the changes lately to, to digital marketing reporting is, has been tough. The statistical modeling that Facebook chooses to use to kind of guess what maybe their return is, is, is not the best. So we have a post-purchase survey. That was one of the first things I did when I started as e-commerce manager, um, find out how they're learning about us. Yeah. And 30% is in brick and mortar. It's not even other online retailers. It is actually brick and mortar retailers. Wow. Wow. And then 30%. 30%. That's incredibly compelling for for people. (laughs) Excellent. And yeah, from when you, yes, you make a smaller margin, of course, on wholesale business, but you're not spending money on the digital acquisition of those customers either. So so there's a trade off. You flipped it completely, right? You're getting Mm -hmm. paid to advertise. Sure. Right for people to right. feel your product and know about your product, you are actually getting paid. That's the right. that's the beautiful thing about wholesale and D2C together. It is, and it also teaches you what your customers want. What what is also really good for us is our retailers can go off brand a little bit in a way that we can't. And so they the way our collections are built, it's collections and it's stories and it's this universe that our designer has created, and we stay true to the brand on our site. Yeah. But our retailers, once they buy the product, they can tell their own stories with this product. They can get creative. They can do different bundles that we don't do because that's not our story. Mm. And so it can actually show the product in a completely different way to the customers than we do. Mm. Interesting. Dusty, it's 2022. We're recording this kind of mid, mid-October mid right now. A lot of brands out there. And and guys, if you're not one of these brands that uh, that is even or down this year, good for you. Okay, That's all I want to say is good for you. <laughs> I love, I, 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 I post about this every once in a while on LinkedIn and occasionally you get the one person that comes in and is like, yeah, I work with 20 brands and they're all up 40%. I'm like, <laughs> what, what did they go from a hundred dollars to 140? <laughs> like, uh, anyway, 2022 has been, been interesting to say the least in the, uh, in the D to C side, right? Like there, there is, it has been a, a, there's been a marked shift this year in whatever is going on in the world, plus iOS 14.5 issues, all of that kind of stuff. Dusty, what's working for you guys this year to drive growth? Honestly, we haven't changed too much than from what we did in 2020 and 2021 because everything works so well. Uh, One thing we are changing a little bit, and we're seeing opportunities actually come to us for more dropship opportunities. Hmm. And that is another new way to acquire customers because we are end up, you know, we fulfill the order and the goal would be to bring them back directly to us. But it is, it's new channels. It's, there's several new industries that I've been introduced to from going to trade shows. That's another plus of being a wholesale. You get to go to trade shows and you get to meet other brands that you may collaborate with later on. Totally. It's a great networking opportunity, but you find about, you find out about these new business models and you make better than wholesale when you drop ship. And so 
it's you're acquiring new customers and you're still making more money than you were originally. I'd say that's the biggest change that we're doing this year. Yeah. Um, partly because the opportunities have presented themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that that's a huge thing right there is going to trade shows. How many, how many trade shows do you guys go to a year and, and walk me through how you justify the cost of going to those? So in, for the North America, we do six a year. It's three cities twice a year, basically Atlanta, New York, and we're, we'll be going back to Vegas. That's another gotcha. thing to consider with reps is a lot of times they have permanent showrooms. And so you have to go to the shows where they have showrooms. But for us now, it's just six a year. It's justifying the cost is easy. It's not as expensive as one might think and meeting new customers you'll generally pay for the trade show at least us we're, we're blessed with great wholesale customers so for us we we will pay for the whole show in the first day wow um, and, wow. and we do so a lot are they, of great are, business there are people placing po's right at those shows they do um yeah they'll place pre-orders with us because we launch a collection twice a year and yeah. then they'll come to the show see the collection in person probably buy more once they see the product in person and then also place ASAP orders. Awesome. Awesome. That is, that is great. Um, Dusty, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on this podcast. What is your secret to scaling? <laughs> For me, I think it's learning how to turn intuition and to decision. Mm. Um, it's listening to your gut and filtering that through where you understand the intersection of your business model and the industry that you're in, because not everything will work for every business in the same industry. You know, yeah. different toy companies have very different models. And so strategies have to be a little bit different. And so it's understanding, it's listening to your gut and then realizing that most decisions in business can be reversed if it's not working. It's, it's being okay making a decision. And then a month later be like, you know, that was wrong. We need to completely change our mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's great, Dusty. I love that so much. And, and I think that that is, you know, we, we talk about in our companies and with the, our leadership teams that we always want to err on the side of action, right? Like, mm. like, like lots of these things we just need to test, right? And as long as it's not going to hurt or kill the brand, uh, yep. we love, we love the mantra of fail fast, fail cheap, fail often. Right. And, and I think that that's what, what you're talking about here, right? Being like, Hey, this sounds like an interesting idea. How can we test this where it's not going to ruin us? For sure. And it's, it's easier to test and take bigger risks when you're smaller because it's cheaper to take a big risk. Like yeah. you said, like you're, you're not, there's not as much to risk yet. So just pivot as quickly as you can. When you're small, it's, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Love that so much, Dusty. I got three more questions. Uh, I hope that you are ready. Yep. Awesome. Uh, first question is favorite tool or app that you're using right now? I use Evernote every single day. It's mm. my note-taking app. I've yeah. used it for years. I've been tried to convince to, to change, but I just like Evernote. And then voice memos. I leave myself a lot of voice memos when I drive. You do? I have, about an, I have an hour commute each way. Yeah. And so my brain is going while I'm in the car and yeah. I don't like typing or texting while I'm in the car. So I just talk to myself. <laughs> that is a great idea. Do you have somebody like go through your notes afterwards and type them out for you? Or do you, or do, do you do. just like... You I go through it the okay. next morning. Yeah. A lot of times the next morning I'll, I'll go through and listen to them and type them up and add to it. Cool. Cool. That's yep. uh, that's great. Second question for you. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Audiobook. I'm, I'm actually listening to Dune. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> yeah. The science fiction. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I've been listening to a lot of Smartless in the car. 
Oh, awesome. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, having podcast. the hour, yeah. hour commute is, is kind of nice for those kinds of podcasts, right? Like it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great. Uh, last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them, they have to be alive. Uh, mm. can't be Elon Musk. Who would it be? <laughs> um, maybe our founder actually Dorta. Um, really? I, I, yeah, I love chatting with her and I want to get a better understanding of her process and her design and her inspiration, partly because then I could share that with the customers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, because they really, really want to know and having that like one-on-one -on -one time with her would be invaluable. That's, that's great. Dusty, I'm going to ask you a bonus question that uh, somebody asked me on the podcast yesterday, but I love okay. the question and I, I, I want you to answer this. So um, as of today, you've got a year to live. What changes about Oof. the way that you're living your life? I'd probably just stop watching TV. Really? Just, yeah. Why? Why bother? It's not. It, it, yeah. I would just spend as much time with real people as I could and no more Zoom calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in person experiences only. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm going I'm to start. <laughs> guys, uh, this is going to be the fourth question now because I, I love questions. this question. Yeah. When when he asked me that, I'm like, that is the best question. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Dusty, speaking of thank you, thanks for coming on. This was really great to to get to know a little bit about you and a little bit about MyLai. And uh, yeah, I'm just pumped to stay connected. Where can people find out more about you and then more about MyLai? Sure. Well, my LinkedIn is, is simple, just Dusty Zeiner, Z-E-I-N-E-R. And then MyLai is spelled M-A-I-L-E-G. Um, our e-com site is MyLaiUSA.com. So check us out. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you again so much. And guys, remember, we put all of the things that we talked about today in the show notes. So please check out the show notes. We do a lot of work on there and we'd really appreciate you guys uh, clicking a few of those links and checking out uh, some of our sponsors that you've heard from throughout the show. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. And again, uh, if you could share this with your e-commerce friends, that would be amazing. Dusty, thanks again for your time. Thank you so much. It was good to chat. Awesome. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.